Welcome to today's episode of Empowered, a perfectionist guide to imperfection, hosted by me, Miranda Lee. It's time to take back control of our lives, and it's time to write our own story. Remember, you are enough, you are worthy, and you are loved. Let's dive in. Hey, everyone. Super excited for today's episode because I get to chat with an old teammate of mine who is now a professional MMA fighter. She's just killing the game. She's just kind and humble and hardworking and has such a great outlook on life. I really hope you enjoy it. So let's get started. All right. So for those who don't know the amazing Nadine, like introduce yourself, tell them how you got into the world of MMA because you're not even from here. So <laughs> um, so my name is Nadine Mondio. I am originally born in Belgium, being Belgium. And uh, at 18, I moved to the States. And after a bad breakup, I got a little chunky. So I decided I needed to work out and I didn't really know. And Miranda can attest to that. I still don't know much about weightlifting. So, <laughs> um, so I started a gym just to do the cardio kickboxing. And I kind of got into the world of MMA and all the like fighters there became really close friends. And um, eventually I was like, okay, once I have a big girl job and I have insurance, health insurance, um, I want to, I want to fight. I want to, I want to have my first fight. And then I moved to San Diego and I got my big girl job after graduating college. And I was like, all right, I walked into the gym in victory. And I told coach Tony Palafox, I was like, I want to fight. I want to do this. Let's go. So it's kind of a, not expected. If you would have asked me this, you know, 12, 13 years ago, I would have been, I would have laughed at you. So when you started fighting at victory, you did have, you did have your big girl job, but you yes. do not have that big girl job anymore. Do you no. not? So what made you like realize that this was your passion? You wanted to jump into it full time. Um, so, cause at first I worked at a staffing company and it was literally like, come to the gym at five o'clock in the morning with coach Tony, um, train, get ready, shower at the gym because it's a staffing company. Cause you meet with clients, you know, companies, cause you meet with people, you interview them. Like, you have to look presentable, you know, jacket, heels, either if it's like a skirt or, you know, dress pants. Uh, makeup has to be okay. Your hair has to be done. So it's like doing that all in the gym bathrooms, heading to work. And then after work, I would go straight back to the gym for training. Um, so it was pretty taxing. And I was like, okay, I want to look into a new another job. I want to look around and see if I can find something that maybe I can work more remote or maybe it's not as stressful because... I am that person. Like if I want to do something, I'm going to do it a hundred percent. And I knew that I couldn't give myself a hundred percent to the job because it was a career. And I knew that I couldn't give myself a hundred percent fighting if I was going to, you know, follow the career. So, um, got a new job with a coffee company, a coffee roaster. And when they actually closed down the day that the guy was like, all right, we're closing the doors. I was like, okay. Um, what am I going to do now? Like, am I, do I want to look for another job? Do I want to just kind of focus on fighting? Like this is kind of an opportunity, you know, like take it a good way, a positive way. And yeah, that's, that was after my, was it after my tough enough championship fight? Yeah. It was after my tough enough championship fight. And it was like a few weeks before I was going to fight again for tough enough for the 125. but well, I was supposed to, 
defend my belt, but it ended up being four to one twenty five belt. And um, yeah, it was just like, all right, we're doing this. Like we're we're doing great. We're world champion amateur MMA. You know, we want to go pro. We want to go do this. So it was just kind of like taking that step. Well, I love it. That's that's awesome because I feel like you can't give 100% to multiple different things. It doesn't work no. that way. And it's so hard because you want – I mean, you know it. You're in the gym, and if you really want to be good at boxing and you want to spar and you want to – you know, it's just like that's what you want to work on. And if you have to focus on other things, like you just always feel like you're running behind, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's, it leads to burnout. Yeah, and that too. So when you – did you face any, um, like, did they give you any crap with your big girl job going in? If you had any bruises or anything, would they say something? Um, so it was funny because one of my mentors, um, so she was like, she's been working there the longest. She just didn't want to go into management, but she would mentor people and she would help out. Um, she became like my second mom, my work mom. And uh, she, she would kind of like like the sign be like all right well are you okay but she's also one of my biggest supporters and has been to every one of my fights that she could go to mm -hmm. so that was pretty awesome um it was mainly like us being like okay let's just hope the regional manager doesn't come in today <laughs> <laughs> um but I remember my first time like after my first fight I went because I always I'm cheap I always get like CVS makeup so <laughs> Um, I had to go into Ulta and I was like, all right, I need some like legit, like some real makeup. I need to hide this because <laughs> I had my black eyes. So, um, it, it was like, you could tell I was getting judged by some of the people at work, you know, some of the other people kind of were like, <sighs> but, um, I think overall they were still supportive though. I'm sure the people who didn't know you were, you were, um, a professional fighter were probably a little worried about you. <laughs> Like, man, Jean's always bruised. <laughs> I know. Um, it, it's actually funny. So my last fight when we went back, because I got popped in the nose, so it goes straight to the eyes. Um, we had to fly back, coach and me, and I was like, coach is going to get – and then, like, the mask, the corona mask, too. Like, you only see the eyes. I'm like, he's going to get so much shit. Like, these people are going to look at him. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Bad word. <laughs> That's so funny. I know. <laughs> Poor Coach Tony. <laughs> I know, because you know he, like, sounds worse than he is, too, you know, when he starts talking. Damn it! <laughs> Quit having around in my class. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, what pressures do you face as a woman in a male-dominated sport? Because when you think of fighting, you think of dudes. And I know there's probably a pay gap. You probably don't make as much um, when you win a fight as some dudes, and at least from what I know from going to victory, it's like one girl for every like 50 dudes. Yeah, I think that's definitely been a challenge. Um, a good thing is now that I'm with San Diego Combat Academy and we have some affiliation with the 10th Planet because they used to be 10th Planet Spring Valley. So I get to train with really great people like um, with Liz Kermus, she is at San Diego Combat Academy. She's one of my coaches now. Um, and then Alima is at you know, 10th Planet, Alima is Bellator world champion, or was, she'll get it back. Um, yep. Then uh, they have people like Angela Hill coming in there this far. Like I've been able to train with some of the girls that are UFC fighters, you know, so I've definitely been able to train more with women now. So that's been nice. Um, 
it's, it's always been okay for me to fight with the guys to spar with the guys. Sometimes I feel bad because I feel like they feel like they have to hold back. And I'm like, no, just hit me, you know, like just hit me. It's okay. Um, so I want them to get their training in too. And then other times I feel like guys don't want to get beat by a girl. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, there's like so many like different emotions attached to it that it's, it can be weird but luckily I've always had really great training partners like at victory like you know the guys there all became like my brothers so that was that was a really nice feeling um I think my biggest issue as a woman in the sport is like what we have to do to you know get credit for to be seen you know like I've always I mean, I'm a kid's coach, you know, so I'm not going to be posting like butt pictures on my Instagram, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you see a lot of fighters, you see a lot of girls that are kind of like, they're showing their feminine side. And I think, you know, that's their decision as a very strong, you know, like you're a strong female. Um, but that's just not necessarily like the way that I am. And sometimes I feel like, okay, is that going to hold me back from certain things? Like guys don't need to do that. Guys don't need to be looking pretty, you know, like guys don't. Mm-hmm. Like, and then you, you, you see it too. Like, I don't know if you watched this weekend's fights with Amanda Nunes and then everybody is given, Oh, she's a man. She's this, she's that, you know, like if you're not feminine, then you get that kind of flashback. Um, and I've actually had that. If you go to one of my fights, my, um, my fight for Combate Americas, there was a guy that commented and said that my nuts were hanging out of my shorts oh my god yeah exactly so it's like i don't know it's it's there's definitely some um some moments there that you have as a girl i died laughing i was like andy did you know like my fiance i'm like did you did you did you know like we've been together for all this year you did you see them like (laughs) did you why didn't you tell me my nuts were hanging out of my shorts you're looking out that's funny i know and it's like is that supposed to be like a diss or like is that a compliment because it's like they want you to be on the same (laughs) level as guys but then they insult you by calling you a guy it's like they should he said they should stop putting uh men in you know in the women's division because i guess that is like the big conversation right now with trans Mm -hmm. and i'm just like i don't know like just because a woman is going to be you know like that's the thing a lot of people say like oh amanda nunes like she can fight a guy You know, she's that strong, like she can beat up a guy. And it's like, I think a lot of women can do that. And it's not necessarily just because of the way that she looks or, I mean, she's a well-rounded fighter and her skill, but I've heard other guys say before, like, oh, girls can't knock me out. Or like, you have a a really pretty fighter, like you have a Paige Van Zandt, like a guy is not going to look at her the same way as a man in newness, you know, like, Mm -hmm. it's just, yeah, it's uh, like, you have to have this identity and it's like, no, like I don't fit in any of those boxes. (laughs) Like I like to do my makeup and my hair and be pretty and wear heels. And you know, like I like to post a picture every once in a while where I'm feeling myself, but I'm also a fighter and I'm also like putting in work and I don't mind getting hit in the face in the black, you know, it's it's just different. Yeah. I feel like that's something that like guys don't even have to have to think about. Like they just, like, especially on social media, they just are themselves. And like you said, it's either the Paige Van Zants of the world or the Amanda Nunez, where they're either over here on the swimsuit magazine yeah. 
or they're being called too manly. And yeah, yeah. How do you like? It's your need. Like, if you're neither, you just gotta be like true to yourself. It's probably really, probably really like not confusing, but just like like kind of you have to think about it. Like, it's tiring. Yeah, yeah. No, it's frustrating. I'm like, I'm like, I have good humor, but I mean, you have to know me to know that. <laughs> That's funny. So do you feel like um, being a woman in a man's sport, I guess there's like more pressure, like for you to be perfect? Do you feel like there's like a different set of eyes on you? See, yes and no, because then on the other hand, like you have people that want to see girls fight just because they're girls that are fighting, right? But then you also have other people that are like, oh, I don't think girl fights are as intense or they're, you know, like there's, there's so many different opinions about it too. So it can go either way. Um, I think for me, like the pressure to be perfect is just like, because I am in that middle ground and I have to prove myself. I have to prove myself and I have to showcase my skills for people to notice me and be like, okay, like she knows what she's doing. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, that's my pressure there. Like, I really need to show that I belong here. And so right now I haven't had that look yet. (laughs) Yeah. But one thing that I like absolutely love about you is how like you're so true to yourself and how you like the way you view failure, like you're over here, you know, you were like, the champ like amateur champion of the world like you're killing it right and then you go into your pro and you've had wins and you've had losses but like no one looks at that I feel like when people look at you like you're just a bad a woman you know like you're so cool and then there's like like I don't get me wrong I love Ronda Rousey I think she's amazing but I feel like the way she handled her failure made her failure more dramatic you know if she would have just been like like um Jo- Joanna Zizirzak like she was she won every single fight until that last one where she lost it and she lost her title but I don't think anyone it wasn't like a big deal she was like oh you know the other girl was a better yeah. fighter you know but then yeah. yeah Ronda Rousey made it like just such a big deal and I feel like how you handle your failures is is kind of what you do for your next step and it's how people yeah. view you I think that too I think everybody you know handles it differently because I've definitely seen people like even on my team like after if they lose like they just they need a few weeks off you know and I'm that person I'm like we're back in the gym on Monday we're working on everything that didn't work and then uh, it's funny because that it's, it happens every time I don't give my body enough rest after a fight and I get sick and then I'm like I have to take the rest anyway but <laughs> but usually I'm that person I'm like no we, we got to go back we got to go no breaks like we have to fix what was wrong I need to be better I need to you know like failure is fuel is what I say and mm-hmm. so um but not everybody works that way there's people that are like no I don't want to get burned out I need to take a break you know there's people that can handle it differently Joanna like I mean she her attitude you know being the bully mm-hmm. um it was just also coming to a point where people were like okay you know they kind of wanted her to lose like the same with ronda rousey they want it with yeah but with rousey but then exactly like you said like rousey just didn't know how to handle it because she she was she was like the limelight and i think um you know she was the first one that had to handle that kind of pressure Mm -hmm. that's the thing too is like she was the first one for women that had to handle that kind of pressure within the ufc and so after that other people you know have been able to to look at that too and kind of see like what would i do different and 
you know, how would I handle that? And I think people there are not, like you said, not as like wowed anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I was even surprised how Joanna reacted because she was such a bully. I thought that she was going to make her loss a much bigger deal. And, but, yeah, maybe she did learn from, from Ronda Rousey how to handle failure. Yeah. Well, I mean, she said in the beginning, too, she was like, oh, it was a lucky punch. It was a lucky punch. But then the second fight, they, you know, she lost again against Rose. So it was just kind of like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, like, she bested you. That's just what it is. Like, sometimes a person is just going to be better than you. And it doesn't mean they're always going to be better than you. You know, like, you fight them again. Like, it's, there's so much to fighting you know so much more than just skill too so mm-hmm. like like with Alima, that's why I love watching her fight like she's she's so humble she's she like so skilled so talented but she's so humble that I feel like when she lost like everyone was still like her biggest fan oh yeah she's like the people's champion you know like everybody loved the way that she handled that and the way that she went to social media with it the way that she, you know like and that's the thing it's like I mean, we're still martial artists, you know, like a lot of times, like people want to see the Conor McGregor's and the, you know, they want to see the drama that's involved mm-hmm. with it. But you have to imagine, like, we're still in mixed martial arts, like respect and, and humility is one of the like key factors here. <laughs> yeah. So when you fight, do you, like, do you view it as like, you're against yourself and you're just trying to be better than you were, or are you really viewing it as like you are against this, this other person? No, it's definitely myself. It's definitely, um, I look at it as in like, okay, so today I have to go out there. I have to have the, cause it, cause it is all mental too. So, or mostly mental. So you have to make sure that you're in that right, you know, mindset um and I think if you're so focused on the other person I think that's what happened to me in my last fight is like we were so focused on her game plan that when it wasn't that game plan it was just kind of like oh we didn't expect you know like mm-hmm. um and I feel like I didn't get the showcase again like all of the things that I've been working on and so yeah it's just I don't know how to explain it <laughs> Yeah, because I'm sure even after, like, your wins, you probably still think of, all right, what can I do better next time? Like, what mistakes did I make even though I won? It's so funny. Like, even in jiu-jitsu competitions, like, you feel great after winning and you watch it and you're like, what? What was (laughs) I doing? And then the the ones that you lost, you rewatch it. I'm like, okay, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't, if you know, like, you feel, the way that you feel about it is is also going to, like, determine what you think happened. You know, like... It's interesting. So that's why how you have to feel when you go in the cage. You know, you have to have that determination. Still be humble enough. You know, like it's it's really finding a balance in 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 your mind, in like your training, like just kind of understanding, like, all right, I'm going out there, and that's where I think like it's always like, okay, I want to be my better person. I want to be my better version. Um, this is what we're fighting against. And then also, I have anxiety. Um, I have to take medications for so fighting is definitely like the least convenient career to pick um and I think you know that for me it's like very big to be like okay like we're going in we're doing this we have everything under control like just let it go you know like let your let your body do the work mm-hmm. how does so speaking of your anxiety like how does that do you feel like fighting helps your anxiety like it's a good outlet like or do you have any struggles with your anxiety with fighting? 
Yeah, I think the only thing that, um, and that's the biggest part I hate about fighting is the waiting. Is the waiting for when are we fighting again? And then when you do have an opponent, is that opponent going to drop out? Is this going to happen? Is that, you know, like the unsure, like the uncertainty that comes with it. I think that's something that triggers my anxiety sometimes. Um, but fighting itself, training itself, um, no, it's actually, like I said, it's like when my mind is clear, you know, that's why I love jujitsu so much. And I think a lot of people can, can attest to that, that do jujitsu or MMA. It's like, you're there in that moment. You're worried about getting punched, getting choked, get, you know, like you're not worried about anything else. You're not worried about your bills. You're not worried about what you still have to do for work or, you know, you, you, you're just there in that moment. And I, I think that's why it helps so much. And I think that's why a lot of, a lot of people that are in this sport, you know, have certain, um, certain qualities like that. So, and that's why they love the sport. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. Like when, when I trained at, at victory with you guys, like, you know, I've, I've had anxiety my whole life and there's just something different about like just hitting the bag. I feel like, like you said, your mind isn't anywhere else, but it's, it's like, like this, like this emptiness in your head, like mm-hmm. that you can just focus on what yeah. you're doing and nothing else is clouding in. But I even remember like there was a few times when we would like spar and I'd get out and I'd cry and coach would be like, why are you crying? And I'm like, I'm not, my crying has nothing to do with the fact that I just got punched in the face. It was that I'm mad that I didn't dodge it or that I didn't do it. It had nothing to do with the other person. It was just yeah. anxiety of not, not doing what I know that coach taught me, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And then, and then also coaches also very old school you know so he's like yeah. it's in your head I'm like mm-hmm. you're right no, it is in my head no, yeah <laughs> you have no idea oh <laughs> so, yeah so what is one thing that you wish you would have known when you started your fight career <sighs> I've had to think about that question because um I think And I I think that this is also important for other people to know. Um, And I, I, you know, I found out like when I finally lost, but um, people are not going to look at you differently. Everybody think, you know, our biggest fear of losing is because what are other people going to think? Like we let other people down, like what, you know, our coaches, you know, we're offending our coach, you know, things that he's taught us or, you know, what about my family or what about, you know, the people that think you shouldn't be doing this in the first place. Like you, you think too much about all of that. And, um, I've even talked to one of our guys at the team. I don't know if you remember Josh. Um, Mm -hmm. but he was like, after his loss, he was like, he felt like he would walk on the street and people would just look at him and know. And I'm like, no, that's, it's not, you know, people and the people that care about you, they, they know as well. And the people that don't understand is because they don't understand the sport or don't do anything like this, you know, but everybody else, like, they're not going to judge you. They're not going to treat you differently. They're not going to, I mean, you might get in the first week, you might get to like, like the weird looks, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, like, how are you? But um, other than that, yeah, it's losing is, is, is not, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. And you, you just earn your, you earn people's respect by just stepping into that cage, you know, that's the thing. I don't think anyone, at least like with me, like watching you step into the cage, that's like, that's all that matters. Like, Oh, Nadine's fighting again. Like 
Nadine's killing it. Like win or lose, like you still put in the freaking work, you know, like you still like have our respect. So I, I think it's true. Like no one, like no one cares if you win or lose the fact that you're already talking about your next fight and you're excited for your next fight. Like, I think that's an amazing mindset to have. Thank you. Because if you were to just quit when you lost, like, then what's the point? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, I mean, you just got to keep going back. And I mean, I've, I've had some negative feedback about, you know, this last loss and, and definitely, um, you know, I had a, somebody close to me go like, well, if you lose the next one, you should throw in the towel. And, you know, I've definitely had some, uh, how to say it, like hurtful, <laughs> um, hurtful feedback in that sense. But it's just, I, I told them straight up. I'm like, I'm not quitting until I'm in the positive, you know, so my record is better. And if I lose the next one, then that just means we're fighting longer. <laughs> like, it's just the way I look at it. I'm not quitting on a bad note. You know? Yeah. How do you, how do you process like the negative criticism, like from people who are close to you? Um, it's hard because they're close to you and you know, a part of it is like them just trying to be truthful. You know, there's some truth behind it. Like there's like, Oh, you know, if you lose the next one, like, um, but then on the other hand, it's also a lot of people that you're close with, if they're not in this world, they don't understand. So you always need to like go back and kind of go to the people that are here in it with you. Like I always have Andy for that. And and he can always be like, they just don't understand. Like, they're just not, you know, like, he can call me down in that sense. And I think, um, you know, talking to your coaches about it or teammates, like people that are like-minded, they can give you, um, they, they can help you through it more than, you know, trying to talk to that person that gave you that information. Yes, you, babe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that... Like, that's what I try to tell myself, too. Like, don't take advice from people, like, who who aren't where you want to be, you know, exactly. Yeah. Like it's never your teammates or your coach telling you to quit. It's always people who have exactly. nothing to do with the fight world. Yeah, exactly. So like, why take, why take their, their advice? To heart? Yeah. Don't take their advice. Yeah. So what is your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? Who my biggest failure, I think, um, I think it was probably my, my first loss, which was also my first professional fight. Not in the sense that I lost, but in the sense that I, um, I was too confident. I was too confident and I was so excited to be there. Like, so, oh my gosh, I'm a pro fighter. Like I'm doing this. And I was so, I was paying attention to everything else, but what I was there to do, mm -hmm. you know, like I got to meet Beltran and I was like, oh my God, like. I want a picture with you and your beard. And like, <laughs> you know, like I, you know, you, you, you got to see all that. Like I'm doing this, I'm behind here. Like, I'm just like, I have sponsors. I have this, I have, you know, I'm getting paid to do this. Like it was just so different. And, you know, I wasn't really, and I was with, with the girl too. I was like, I know she's a tough fighter, but you know, I was like, no, like, I thought I had it. I thought I had it. I'm like, I'm tall. I'm this, I'm that. And she humbled me really quickly. And so I think that was in the same thing, like the same way, something I needed. And I'm glad that it happened on early on in my, uh, you know, professional career. So, um, but yeah, I think, 
I think that's just, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to make so many mistakes. And that's why the losing shouldn't be a problem anymore because it's just, you're going to learn from it. You're going to learn from every single thing. And also, like you said earlier, the wins, you know, you look at what you did and what you can improve on. Like everything is just a, a, a learning process, a learning curve. Yeah, exactly. Everything's, everything's just, just a lesson for your next fight. Yeah. But I do remember your first, your first professional fight because you had, there was like billboards with your face and your name on it. It was so exciting. I remember you taking videos and posting it with coach. It was oh like, no, that was, um, that was my last amateur fight. That was my was very it? first loss. Yeah, that was my very oh. first loss, but that was my last amateur fight. Cause it was, um, I was supposed to defend my title and then my opponent couldn't make the weight. Like they called like the day before, like before weigh-ins. It was so funny. Like I was in the sauna and I just get a text message from Andy and he's like, let's go eat. And I'm like, what? Like, that's oh, not funny. No. And I walk out and coach is like, no, 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 don't eat everything. <laughs> but you're not, you know, you're not caught into 115. And so um, I had to defend it. And that was it. Yeah, that was definitely, it was in Vegas, like my face on the billboard, like things. And I was, I was worried about um, if my parents were going to be able to watch it, I don't know. That's one thing that I've had to learn too, is um, you have to be selfish. And that's a quality that I'm not very, I'm selfish in a way that like, I like helping people. So helping you is making me feel better. So that's my selfish part. You know, like, I'm like, no, let me do this. Cause it's the selfish way, but I'm not selfish in the sense of like, I'm doing this just for me and not thinking about other people. And, um, that's something you have to do if you want to be successful. You know, you, you, you can't just push people aside, but you also have to think about your own interests. And so that's definitely been a learning lesson. It's something I'm still working on. So I like that one. That, that one's very true. My, my mom's been telling me that as well. Like you have to be more selfish and it's because you do, you want to, you want to put other people first, but like you still have to worry about your own life and your own path and yeah. especially you like you're a professional fighter like there's a lot of interests that are yours that you have to put you have to put first so how does how does Andy handle having a, a strong woman like you because I feel like most guys they don't have they're not with another woman who could probably I would say probably beat him up but I mean he knows what he's doing too but, yeah, I can't beat him up. Uh, but I is there a difference from like from like your past like your past relationships? Because he's probably the first oh, yeah. one who you can't beat up. You know. Um, I think it's definitely because he is in this world and he understands it, and he's been doing it for so long that um, it's 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 needed. I've been in other relationships where um, because you know, the guy didn't understand. And it is, like you said, a male dominated sport. So I'm around guys all the time. And it's like, you know, if they have some kind of insecurity or, um, you know, they're just, you have the guys that like, I, I had an ex-boyfriend that didn't like the fact that I wore ball caps, right. He didn't like the fact that I wore, um, snapbacks or, uh, chucks. He thought chucks were for, um, chucks were the dirty people in high school. And, <laughs> And I don't know, it was just weird, but like so, some of those things, right? I've definitely been in those relationships where it was a problem. Um, spending the time at the gym, um, for them, you know, having a girl that, that is very strong-willed, I guess. Um, Andy knows how to, how to handle it very well. So Andy is he's very laid back and very chill, but he puts his foot down when it needs to. So I can't just push him over. 
And that's definitely something that I need. <laughs> yeah, that's a good yin and yang balance right there. Yeah. Because I could, like, same here, like, we're the, we're the crazy ones. And our significant other is more laid back, but they know how to <laughs> put us in our place when, yeah. <laughs> when we need it. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. You need it. You know, you need, you need somebody who is also strong and confident with themselves. I think a lot of it has to do with just people's, you know, self-image too. Like, I think if you don't have somebody who's in this world and then they don't understand it and they see all these guys that are in it and they see these qualities that they don't have because, you know, they're like, I don't know how to fight. I don't know how to throw that. Like, oh, that guy has a six pack. I don't have that necessarily. I work out, but I don't, you know, like they look at those things and I, think that those insecurities are wider you know so worried about having a girl in the sport and 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 somebody in that you know kind of environment and I think the same way is for girls I mean you hear guys talk about it all the time they're like my girl doesn't want me to be at the gym my girl doesn't you know like it's just if you have somebody who's not in that same environment and I don't understand it's really hard it's really difficult you need to have somebody who's in the same environment or has something where they're like-minded with, you know, like have their own hobby or passion, but they are as committed to it as you are to yours. Mm -hmm. So what, what would, what would your advice be to people who are with someone who isn't in the same, in the same like field, like you and Andy are both fighters, but what if someone isn't in the same passion together? What do you think the best relationship advice would be? just help them be a better person. You know, that's just what they're trying to do. And that's just what they're trying to be. They have found something that they love that they're passionate about. And if that's not what you're passionate about, that's completely okay. You know, like they're not like, that's not a reason for somebody to leave you if they love you. But you, if you are going to stop them from pursuing that or stop them from enjoying it, then, you know, that's a difficulty. You have to let them be, you have to let them be themselves and, you know, trust them in the process, I think. I agree. Yeah, especially because me and me and my husband, you know, we're both weightlifters, but like I'm a powerlifter. And I feel like most guys <laughs> like be intimidated by that. Yeah. But my husband's like, lo loves to tell people, yeah, my, my wife can squat more than me. My wife can deadlift more than me. I'm just yeah. like, I love that you brag about that. Cause I feel like most guys would like, oh yeah, they wouldn't own up to that. Yeah. So what advice would you give to someone who like wants to follow their dreams, whether it's MMA or something else, especially with even whether or not they should quit their jobs? You know, what advice would you give to them? I mean, I'm never going to say so to tell somebody just quit your job and go after it because I'm do it. And he says do it because um, I. <laughs> And that, that's the thing. I had Andy tell me do it. Like the reason why I quit my job with the staffing agency is because he saw how miserable I was trying to do everything and how burned out, burned out I was getting. And he was just like, why don't you just quit? And I'm like, oh my God, no. Like, you know, we're so taught to have that, to have that kind of stability and that, you know, like something to fall down on. And so I'm never going to tell somebody to just quit your job, but you know, do everything that you can to follow that passion and it will work out. It will, you know, you just, just keep working towards it and you'll figure it out yourself. Like, is this something that I want to do? I don't think, um, everything takes time. That's the thing. Everything takes time and practice. So if you think that you're not good enough for it yet, then just put your time into it, you know? And, and, and if you want to wait with, quitting your job or moving somewhere or something like that. But also taking that chance is never going to hurt. 
I think home is always there. You can always go back to where you were and taking a step is going to make you, I mean, even for me moving to a different country, like I've grown into such a different, more mature person than I think I would have been if I would have stayed in Belgium. And that's just like a simple, like just changing location, you know, not even like following your passion or, or um, committing to something like that. Yeah, I, I agree with you because especially when um, you feel like you can't quit something, you know, because people hear the word quit and they just assume it's bad. Yeah. But sometimes like you have to quit one thing to, yeah. to give your other thing 100%. And it, like, like it doesn't mean your job. You don't have to quit your job. But there might be some things in your life, like even the people who you, you hang out around. Yeah, like exactly. Some things you have to quit because if they're not benefiting you, they're hurting you. Yeah, exactly. So what's next for you? Any, any fight coming up? I know things are probably a little different because you broke your foot, but... <laughs> um actually so i'm the boot well i'm getting another x-ray on march 29th so hopefully the boot comes off after that um they did tell me i probably won't be able to kick with that foot or um, push off on it too hard in the beginning but i think if i can start like normal training again i'm still staying busy i'm still doing things but i think if i can actually start like um kind of like being in camp and back to pad work and back to jiu-jitsu and everything. Uh, if that's in April, I'm hoping I told my manager and I know that LFA has fights in May and June. So I told him like, just get me on one of those cards. I'll be ready by then. Like just, um, cause the thing is we're getting married this year. So, um, the bachelorette is going to be in June and then the wedding is in August. And so I'm just kind of like, Oh my gosh, when am I fighting? Like, <laughs> and I don't want to wait too long either. So I'm like, get me one before and then we'll worry about after, but I need one before. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I'm like walking just, down the aisle with a black eye and a boot. So well, that's why, that's why I'm like, all right, August, we're not, we're, you know, two weeks before no, no, no sparring. No, yeah. We're, my luck I'll still like you know hit a door or something like I know hurt yourself that has nothing to do with fighting (laughs) absolutely so so is there anything that I haven't covered that you want to address I think my biggest thing is is I mean it's like you said is like what kind of advice you have for people and um people have to people have to make their own journey. I think in the beginning, this like one of when Elena had her first fight, like I was trying to like get her ready. I'm like, this is going to happen. And this is how you feel. And this is, and it's not, it's different for everybody, you know? So, um, you just gotta go with what feels right. And, you know, sometimes you gotta do what's scary, but, um, I don't know. I've, I've never wanted to be ordinary. Like that's one of my biggest fears. So I think that's also something that drives me. But then on the other hand, like, if that's what you feel comfortable with and you want to have, you know, different kind of life, like, I don't know, everybody's own journey, right? Like, just do what you're comfortable with, I guess. Exactly. I love it. So where can our, our listeners connect with you online? Like, what's your Instagram? So my fight Instagram is at too much. So with the letter two and then Mundial MMA. So my last name is a little, <laughs> little tough. Um, but I think as soon as you look up too much, you, you'll find it. And then my, um, my regular, which is just puppies and I think puppies, uh, <laughs> is Nadine Belgium. 
Okay, well, awesome. Thank you so much for joining me. Wow, I just had so much fun talking to Nadine. She's just such a great person. I hope you enjoyed it as well. Um, If you like this podcast, please make sure to like and subscribe and also follow me on Instagram at this is Miranda Lee and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank <laughs> you.